Blog Talk Radio. Complain. It's dry. It's 
We count it a privilege and an honor to be on this afternoon. But even if so, God, we, oh God, had ways of doing things beyond finding out. And we thank God this afternoon for the opportunity to come again here this Monday night to talk with you. Apostle Alexander Lockham to Burning Bush Church in Irwin, North Carolina. We've come to talk to you this evening about something that, that is important to all of us Christians. And I want you to give a tender ear into the word this afternoon. It'll really help you. Uh, what's so good about this word is it, it has nothing to do with who you are uh, or what position you hold or what status you are, what's your education. But it's something that helps everyone from the top to the bottom because it's the word of God. It has no respect of a person, poor, rich, no matter what the color or nationality. This word God that we're talking about tonight will we'll find you right where you are. And I don't know what it is, but God will help me to talk this evening about something that some may, may say they have. Some may, may feel like they're full of it. But when I walk around and I look at Christian folks day by day in the grocery store, in the shopping center, on my job, or, or in the workplace, or just really just passing them on the street, they look like they're so sad. that They look like that, 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 that God ain't, ain't, ain't going to do it. They look like God's not going to fix it. In other words, they look like they done lost their joy. So I want to talk this evening about guarding your joy. Guarding your joy. Think about that. You know, think about that word alone. That's a message in itself. Guarding your joy. You would not take a, 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 a glass of Kool-Aid outside and, and, and sit it and sit it out, out there without covering it, without putting a lid on it so no bugs or trash could fall into that glass of Kool-Aid that you were drinking. You would guard that Kool-Aid. You would put some napkin over it or you put a lid on it. That's what guard means. It means to protect. It means to keep something out. You have to guard your joy. You just don't lay your joy down any kind of way. You you don't let you just don't hang around any kind of people when you got joy. Because there's some people that don't want you to have no joy. There are people who who you think want you happy is they don't want you happy. Do you hear me? There are people who you hanging around with in your circle, and here it is. You think they want you happy when they don't. They're your enemy. And they, they, they're they mad at you because you're happy, because God blessing you with a home or, or blessing you with a business or blessing your business or blessing your children or blessing your marriage. And here you are telling them all your business, thinking that they love you. No, they don't love you, not all of them. Some of them do, but, they, 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 but their, their focus is to steal your joy. When people call you telling you a story about your husband and story about your wife, they're not telling you that for you to get joy. They tell you that so you'll lose your joy. So you'll lose your joy and get out of that marriage. You'll lose that joy and throw that husband out of the house when he come home. You'll lose that joy and throw that wife out of the house when you come home. That's what they want you to do. But you got to learn how to quit letting people steal your joy. Do you know how hard it is to get joy? Because this joy I'm talking about, I ain't talking about worldly joy. I ain't talking about the joy because you got a new car. A joy because you got a new dress or or or, or wig or a hairpiece or or got your fingernail, got a pedicure or a manicure. That's not the joy I'm talking about. The songwriter said in the Word of God said, "This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. This joy the world can't take. Oh yes, they can try to you know mess with it and try to dim it down and, and wear it down and try to you know make it sad, but this joy will light back up again." Huh, this joy have you happy when you should be sad. People be like, what she's so happy about all that she's been going through. I heard this about her. I heard that about her, and she's still smiling. She still got joy. But let me tell you what joy is. And joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. 
Joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness that come from God. It is so spiritual. Amen. It is so spiritual until the world can't touch it. It's a pleasure that goes beyond your understanding. It's supernatural. It is a lasting, listen, it is a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promise. Mm-hmm. Biblically, it, this joy is more than happy. It is a happy feeling. It's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promise. That's where the joy comes from. Even when it don't look like it's going to happen, even when it don't look like you're going to get your healing, even when it don't look like you're going to get your deliverance, even when it don't look like your husband's going to straighten out, when it don't look like your wife's going to straighten out, when it don't look like that children are going to straighten out. You know, I was talking to a lady, and she had lost her joy because her daughter left home some 20 years ago. And the daughter's going to call. The daughter's going to write. She won't come for Christmas or come for birthday. She'd only come home when one death was in the family. And this mother was so hurt, so wounded. And she asked me that I would pray. Well, this has been 20 years. You might well say, why would you pray? It's been 20 years. Well, I prayed anyway because she asked me to pray. Do you not know the next day that daughter that had not called for 20 years, come to no funeral, come to nothing, call her mama with tears in her eyes and say she was sorry that she had acted the way she acted? Do you not know you could? But that mama kept that joy. That, that every time I saw that mama, she was believing that her daughter was going to call. She was believing that God was going to fix. She said, I'm waiting on the Lord. Honey, this joy will make you wait. Oh, I feel the anointing coming down here now. Uh, this joy will make you wait. This joy will give you strength to wait. This joy will help you wait. And that's why we need it. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit, and we take it so lightly. We mess around and treat it so, we treat it so, so as though it's nothing. We, we treat it as though it's not important, and we lay it down for the devil to pick up and steal. Do you not know that the scripture said the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy? What do you think he come to steal? He ain't come to steal your car. The thief's going to do that. He ain't come to take the stuff out of your house. The thief's going to do that. He don't come to Satan, did not come to steal natural things. That's what the world going to do. The thief's going to break in and steal. That's what the scripture says. Put your treasure in heaven where the thief cannot steal, uh, where, 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 the, where the rust cannot destroy, where the moth cannot eat, where the canker worm cannot get. These are earthly things. This ain't what Satan coming to steal. He coming to steal spiritual things. He coming to steal your love, steal your joy, steal your peace. And I can go on and on. He comes to steal the fruits of the spirit out of you so you won't be fulfilling, so you won't be successful, so you won't be an overcomer, so you won't be victorious. So you got to guard. The Bible said guard your heart. Because you see, where is your joy at? Your joy is in your heart. God said, guard your heart. Well, out of your heart proceeded, it's your life. Just like you guard that glass of Kool-Aid and put a napkin over so the gnats and the flies and the trash can't hit it, you got to take the word of God and cover your heart so you can quit letting people steal your joy. Can I say this before I go on? Satan will use the same old trick to steal your joy. Now, if you be a witness to me, you know I'm telling the truth. He ain't got to do nothing new. See, Satan ain't going to use nothing new when some old work. If he can keep on causing you to lose your drug on a phone call, you know that when you answer that phone, ain't nothing on the end of that phone but the devil. And you know what they fit to tell you, you're going to steal your joy. And you got the nerve and the audacity to sit there and listen to that, knowing that it stole your joy last time. What you need to do in that person? 
uh, uh, call you again to try to tell you bad news and gossip on your husband or on your wife or on your children or tell you, tell you something about one of the members of the church, you need to tell them, I don't want to hear it. Now, when they act like they want you to hear it anyway, you need to hang up. Uh, God will forgive you. You need to hang up the phone and tell them bye. Because the devil is using the, the phone, using the Internet. And then some of you go on the Internet and, and, and you go on Facebook and you see there somewhere it looks like somebody talking about you. Now you have lost your joy because somebody talking about you. I made up my mind that what folks say about me ain't going to steal my joy. Now, look, I didn't get here overnight. I've been there with just like some of you where I allow the enemy to steal my joy. I allow what people said about me. I allow about what they said, how I preach. Uh, or how long I preached, or or they didn't like the way I preached, or or they did, or that, or this, or that, and I allow all those things to steal my joy because they didn't treat me like they didn't treat the other one, or it looked like they overlooked me. It looked like when I preached, they act like I ain't said nothing, but when other people preach, uh, oh, they just rejoice and roll all on the floor, and all that old that old childish stuff it bothers me and it stole my joy. But I woke up one day, and I'm still woke today. And I come to wake somebody. I come to wake somebody up this evening. I come to wake up your joy. You done lost your joy long enough. You done hang around the wrong person. See, see when you guard your joy, you have to watch who you hang around with. If them people that you hang around with is sad and downtrodden and all bitter and always talking about somebody, get out that crowd. Leave that crowd alone. That ain't nothing but canker. That ain't nothing but but but, but mold. That ain't nothing but cancer. Huh? It ain't going to do nothing but eat away at your joy. And after a while, huh, I remember years ago, and my pastor, you know, and what was so good about it, she preached that Sunday and didn't know that I did that that, that weekend. We was in a crowd of people. And, boy, we were talking about that person. And I just, oh, I put my part in there, too. I was talking about them just like they were talking about them. I was talking about it just like it just gave me joy to talk about them. And I was just gossiping just like they were. But after the gossip was over with, and a few minutes went by, an hour went by, it's like something left out of me. It's like it, 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 like it, it stripped me or something. I didn't even realize what it was. But when I got to church this Sunday, my pastor preached up on joy. And she said how gossip will steal you of your joy, how the gossip will rip you. It will take away your anointing. It will take away your joy. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. That's why I feel the way I feel. I done sit here. You can't talk about somebody and keep your joy. You can't gossip on somebody and keep it. You might think you're going to keep it, but it ain't going to stay there. The Bible said, as you do with the other, let it be done unto you. How are you going to tear somebody down and thank God and let you keep joy? Make somebody sad and gossip on them and hang their name on a signboard, and then you thank God and let you keep your joy. No, it don't work that way. What you measure unto others, it shall be measured unto you. As you judge others, it shall be judged you. When you say, I ain't no good, you ain't no good. When you say, I ain't going to make it, you ain't going to make it. When you talk about my child, talking about my child ain't this, my child ain't that, then your child ain't this, and your child ain't that. And see, I ain't got to fight with the strip. The strip is going to fight with itself. What you do to me, the scripture said it's going to be done. I didn't say it. God said it. So be careful hanging around people that is causing you to lose your joy. And remember, I said, Satan keep on using the same old thing over and over again. See, God wanted somebody to hear that this evening because you wonder what's wrong. You you wonder why your 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 joy is gone. And then he'll make you feel like it's something that you're doing, and that's why your joy is gone. You need to fast more. Baby, 
You can fast all you want to. If you don't get around away from around them folks that you hang around with, you just fast in vain because they're going to be like a bag with a hole in it. They're going to strip your joy right away from you. And quit being a garbage can. A garbage can will steal your joy. You use your years as a garbage can. They bring you all the latest gossip. All the ladies, some of you need to get off of Facebook. Facebook is stealing your joy because there are people on Facebook pointing just at you. Yet, mm, you told, uh, look like she's talking about, she is talking about you. And she wants you to know that. And that's why she put it on Facebook. And then you're going to get on Facebook talking about, I ain't mad at nobody, but I want you to know this. And that. You don't already gave yourself away. You is mad, but you just kind of use Facebook in a, in a dignified way to try to get even with that person that, that took your joy. Don't. Let the devil, listen to me, quit letting the devil take you down where he is. Quit letting these people come and take you down to their level. Honey, you bigger than that. You bigger than fighting on Facebook. You bigger than trying to gossip on them because they gossip on you. You bigger than letting them steal your joy if you don't fought so hard to give. You don't fast and pray and got that joy. And then you're going to let these, these meek and okra folks come who, 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 who don't love you. Ain't stuck, they, they, they don't care a thing about you and, and, and the walk you have with God. And they're focusing on trying to steal your joy. And you letting them do it. Get out the dugout. See, in the military, when you're in a dugout and the enemy know your coordinates, he will shoot right over in that dugout and, and take your life or hurt you. But see what you do, you move. And when you move, he don't know where your coordinates. He may shoot in that dugout, but he ain't going to hit you because you done moved out the dugout. I come out to tell somebody to move. You need to move a little bit higher so you can keep your joy. You need to get out of that crowd that you're hanging around with. You need to get away from them people you're hanging around with because God sent me by this evening to tell you if you will guard your joy. See, you need your Why do I need to guard my joy, Pastor? Because you need your joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You will have no strength if you don't have no joy. That's why you got to guard your joy because you need your joy because your joy is strength. Why else do I need my joy, Pastor? Because with joy. Shall you draw out of the way of the salvation? You can't draw. It's like trying to get water out of a bucket out of the well and you ain't got no bucket. You can't draw water out of a well with a string. You can't draw water out of a well with a with a rope. Hello? You can't draw water out of a well with a limb. You got to have a bucket or some kind of container to draw water out of a well. And, and, and your joy is that bucket. But listen to this. He did not only say, he did not only say, with joy shall you draw out of the well of salvation. He said, with joy shall you draw out of the W-E-L-L-S, wells of salvation. God got many wells. God got wells of healing. God got wells of deliverance. God got wells of breakthrough. God got wells of happiness. God got wells of hope. God got wells of success. Oh, God got wells of overcoming power. Oh, oh my God. Just like when you go in the grocery store. When you go into Walmart, now you know when you go to Walmart. Walmart got so many million things in it, you don't even know what to buy sometimes. A different shelf, different section, different aisle, different location, different parts of the store. On one side, it got the food. Other side, it got the clothes. Other side, it got the appliance. And different places in Walmart, it has locations. And then another place, it got the drugstore. All these sections is there. They ain't crumbled up together. They're all for your convenience. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? All these places are for your convenience. So you, that's why why God got so many different wells, because what you need today, you may not need tomorrow. And, and God got all these wells, just like Walmart, all the abundance there. 
uh, all these abundance uh, that, that you can draw out of. You ain't got no business uh, uh, staying below when all these wells can bring you up. So we're talking about joy. With joy shall we draw out of the wells of salvation. God wants you to draw your healing out there. Oh, yeah, draw your healing out there. Get your healing out that well. Uh huh. Get your confidence back out that well. There's confidence in that well. There's so much in the well. So I just wanted to get that out. Praise God, my God, God. And, and, and now we're going to get some scripture. We're going to get some scripture. Amen. I'm excited about that. Remember, the subject is guard your joy. Why? Because you're going to need it to fight this battle that you're in. You see what I'm saying? You're going to need your joy as you walk this Christian walk. You're going to need this joy as you do ministry. Now, if you're in a leadership position and you ain't got joy, that's a bad place to be in because you need joy when you're dealing with people. You need, and you don't need your joy. God said he'll give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. See, the joy God gives is different than the joy that the world gives. See, to the world, it give a woman a baby. And that woman is so happy that she had that baby. But 16 years from now, she wish she stayed where he was. Because that same joy she had is gone now. Because that child that she had that gave her joy, it raises so much sand and so much devilness now that he done stole her joy. Same is with marriage. You can't wait to marry that man. Can't wait to marry that woman. All that joy. See, that's natural joy. But when he go out there and cut up, and she go out there and cut up and, and, and don't be the wife or the husband that they supposed to be, then it's going to steal your joy, and you wish you had left him where he was or left her where she was and same way in with the children. So you see what I'm saying? The natural joy is going to pass. But God gives us joy in the spiritual realm, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let the wind blow, but you're going to still have joy. Oh, let them lie on you, but you're going to still have joy. Let them hang your name on the signboard. You're going to still have joy. They hung Jesus on the cross. Oh, my Shatabo. He hung there. Oh, uh, who, who? We would have acted crazy if we were hanging there on the cross. Here he, is. He, here he had the power. He had the power to destroy the whole world if he wanted to. Even one of the, even one of the thieves asked him, said, why don't you come down off the cross? But he didn't. He had the power to come. If they only knew he had the power to come down, he could have called 12 leaves of angels and came down. But with joy, he hung on the cross, not with sadness. With joy, he hung on the cross. He didn't come down because he looked through the arms of time, and he saw me, and he saw you, and he saw you. If he had came down, we would be lost. There will be no hope for salvation for man. So he didn't look at what people said. Quit looking at what people said, letting them intimidate you, making you uh, uh, lose your joy. Making you lose your enthusiasm, making you lose your guy because what they said about you. What people say about you is not you. You made it you. And when you made it you, it stole your joy. When you made it you, it, it made you fail to realize who you were. What if Jesus didn't realize who he was hanging up on the cross? He could have popped his finger and the angel would have destroyed the world and all our souls been lost. But no, he didn't do that. He, he said, God, forgive them for they know not what they do. You hear what I'm saying? You forgive folks. Yeah, yeah, Satan using them. It's the devil that he uses them. But but ask God to help you. I had to ask God one time. I said, God, you, you got to help me. You hear me? I had allowed this thing to get to me so in such a way. I said, God, if you don't help me, I'm going to find myself getting out of who I'm supposed to be. And that's not going to be glorifying to you. But don't you know God sees that thing? Because I gave to God, God knows it was bigger than me. 
Some of you out there got some things bigger than you, but you're trying to handle it yourself, but you don't realize that you're trying to handle it. But you need to give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. But this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Listen to what I said. Look what the scripture says. I didn't say it. The scripture said it. It said rejoice. Now, we may not get a whole lot of scripture, but what one we get, I'm going to give you enough to make a plate anyway, make a meal. You might not get but two meats this afternoon and three vegetables. Is that all right? I already gave you some vegetables. I hope you're eating them. Amen. Oh, my wife always tell me I need some green. I don't get some green now. Amen. Rejoice always. Listen, how are you going to rejoice always you ain't got no joy? You got to keep your joy in order to rejoice always. That means always. I don't care what happens. I don't care. Do you not know we done broke that, that verse so many times? We done come so short of that verse. We do not do what God told us to do. The first thing we do is, is allow it get what to get our attitude. It gets our personality, then it gets our behavior. Amen? Then it gets our action, and now we act out our character because we didn't do what the Lord said. No, you're not rejoicing because of what they've done. You're rejoicing because God's going to fix it. Huh? You're you going to rejoice because God ain't going to let them get away with it. You belong to God. And the circumstance that come in your life may not always be what people are doing. It may be some sickness. It may be your bills. It may be your job. It may be your financial situation. It may be your children. But rejoice and say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And then he said, after you rejoice, pray. Pray. Don't pray that they die. Don't pray that they have a heart attack. Don't pray that they have a stroke. Don't pray that a car back into them. That ain't the prayer he's talking about. But pray that, God, you got it. God, I give it to you, Lord, because you're bigger than all my circumstances. You're bigger than all my fears. You're bigger than all my hurt. You're bigger than all my disappointment, God. And I done tried to fix it, Lord, and I ain't big enough. But, Lord, take this thing into your hand and fix it, God. Work it out, God, according to your will. God, I'm not even big enough to tell you how to work it out. I done messed it up. I'm going to tell you how to work it out, but I done messed it up. But take this thing into your hand, God, and fix it. And I declare God to fix it. I got 42 years of experience to tell you that God will fix it. God ain't no lying, God. Oh, let God be the truth and let every man be a liar. If you in the right standing with God, and if you pray and God don't fix you, you call me. Amen. Because God ain't no lying God. God ain't going to let you down. God ain't going to fail you. But see, when you lose your joy, you'll lose your confidence. And the Bible says, do not lose your confidence that you have in God because it has a great recompense of reward. Uh, your confidence will carry you a long way. But how your confidence going to carry you a long way when you have lost your joy? So, so that's what it means, rejoice. It means keep your joy. Always keep your joy. So what you lost your home? So what you're sleeping in your car? So what you're out on the street? So what? Keep your joy. Know that God's going to work it out. You hear what I'm saying? Know that God's going to fix it. You can't give up. You can't quit. You got to hold on to your joy. Oh, my, 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 my. Wow. This is getting good to me. Romans 12 and 12, be joyful in hope, patient, in affliction, faithful in prayer. Oh, we're right back. God got this mixed with the first verse. Amen. I said, I may not give you a whole lot of verses, but I'm going to give you these. Be joyful in hope. Now, how are you going to be joyful if you ain't got no joy? 
you got to hope that God's going to fix it. You got to hope that God's going to work it out. You got to hope that God's going to bring you out. You got to hope God's going to straighten out your children. You got to hope God's going to straighten out your husband and your wife. You got to have to hope that God's going to straighten out that, 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 that supervisor. You got to have hope that God's going to bring you from this affliction. Amen. The thing that you're going through that is bigger than you. You got to be joyful and hope. You got to hope. Then you got to patience and affliction. Amen. You've been afflicted. Be patient. Come on. Don't let nobody make you feel bad because you feel sick. If you need a walking stick, get the walking stick. If you need a wheelchair, get the wheelchair. If you need a roller chair, get the roller chair. Quit trying to act all proud. Like, well, nobody know that you can't walk. And here you you trying to walk on a leg you can't walk on because you want nobody to think that you shouldn't walk because you the apostle or you the prophet or you the evangelist or you the pastor of the church. Baby, if your condition puts you in a wheelchair, then that's where you're going to be until God bring you out. But be patient. Be patient. Huh? You think he the guy jumped up out of the bed because he was here the guy, he was the king, and he tried to get up out of the bed, and, and he called he a king? No, he laid right there in that bed. He couldn't get up because his sickness was under death. But he prayed, patiently waited and prayed. Hezekiah didn't try to put on a scene. He was a king, true, but he patiently waited for God in his affliction. And the Bible said he prayed, and God made the prophet turn around and go back and tell Hezekiah, I give you 15 more years. If you pray right, that's what the old folks used to sing a song. If you pray right, heaven belongs to you. If you pray right, God will give you back your joy. Uh-huh. And then tell the Lord to help you quit focus on them things that stole your joy. Don't get your joy back, then go back to them things that, that, that caused you to lose your joy. Stay focused. Stay focused and keep your eyes on the Lord because he's sitting about to tell somebody. See, there's stuff coming in the land now, and you ain't going to be able to, to overcome it. You're not going to be able to be victorious over it if you don't keep your joy. Psalms 94 and 19, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Wow. Listen to that song. With anxiety, y'all know what anxiety, anxiety, depression. Oh, oh man, discouragement. Oh, my, I mean, that's just pure joy-taking stuff. He said, when anxiety was great within me. See, you can have anxiety and you ain't still have joy. He said, your consolation, other words, knowing that, knowing that, 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 consolation means like a counsel. It's like, it's like a comfort. It's like knowing that God is going to, He's going to bring you through it. He's not going to leave you in it by yourself. He's going to console you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to counsel you. He's going to instruct you. He's going to cover you and keep you. And your consolation brought me joy. Knowing that, that, knowing this, even in my anxiety, knowing that God was on my side, knowing that God had my back, that right there gave me joy. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Oh, my God, my God. Wow. Psalm 118 and 24. The Lord had done it. The Lord had done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. If you can't think about what God did today, think about what he did the other day. What did he do the other day? Go back and get some joy from what he did the other day. So some people joy based on what he do day by day. Then when something don't happen today, they ain't got no joy because they forgot about what he did yesterday. Do you not know what the songwriter said? If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, do you not know it was God on your side yesterday? It was God that brought you to the day. He's going to be one day to tomorrow. So you got to 
and you got to know that the Lord had done this thing. God done it yesterday. He'll do it again today. Huh? And you can be glad and you can keep your joy. God is the one who woke you up this morning. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. God woke you up this morning. Do you hear me? So hold on to your joy. Habakkuk, I love Habakkuk. This verse, I love it. I love this one. Listen to this. Habakkuk 17 to 18. Listen. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fell and the field produced no food, though there, there, there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stall, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful, and God might save you. You can't let your joy be based on everything working in your favor, food on your table, clothes on your back, money in the bank, children acting right, husband acting right, wife acting right, everything in the stock market acting right, Dow Jones acting right. You're happy now. But just as soon as that crash, just as soon as Dow Jones crash, just as soon as the children say something ugly, just as soon as your husband say something ugly, just as soon as they say they're going to lay you off on your job, now your joy gone. Ask yourself a question. Is that where your joy was in the first place? We say our joy is in God, but as soon as circumstances are happening, then we find out that our joy was not in God. Do you know what the scripture says? The scripture, he that faint in the day of adversity, his strength is weak. He that faint in the, in the day of adversity got weak joy. Your joy is very weak. Because if your joy had been strong, you wouldn't have faint in the day of adversity. The day of adversity is going to come to all our house. I don't care who you are. It came to Jesus' house. It's going to come to your house. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, if it did it to me, they're going to do it to you. And I'm a green tree and you a dry tree. So what makes you think you're going to get away with it when you a dry tree and I'm a green tree? What Jesus went through, amen, you're going to go through too. You ain't going to go through what he went through, but you're going to go through. Amen. So make sure that you have a perk yourself. He said in the day of adversity, he said, you'll strength and you faint. Now, if you don't faint, you got great joy, you got great strength. But if you faint, then you're showing that you don't have great joy and you don't have great strength. Wow, this is good to me. Huh? He said, listen, he said, though the fig tree, fig tree ain't got no fig. Huh? And the grapes ain't got no grapes. And the olives ain't got no olives. And the field ain't got no corn, no bean, no 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 hay, no barley in it. Uh, and ain't no sheep in the pen. All the sheep gone and all the cattle gone. Ain't no cattle in the stall. He said, I'm not going to look at those things, but I'm going to look into the hill that come in my help, knowing all my help come from the Lord. That's why Job picked it up and said, I brought nothing in this world. And I'll take nothing out. Uh, the Lord give it and the Lord take it away. Psalm 16 and 11. This is getting good to me, y'all. I'm about to old run your plate. You might better put, put some sideboards on it because we're to run over now. You may know to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. Uh-huh. And joy forevermore. Do you hear what I'm saying? Listen, you make me the you you make me know God will make you know the path. That's what He wants you to keep your joy. God is the one that's going to show you the path of life. You trying to make your own path. That's why you keep losing your joy. That's why you keep failing. That's why you keep coming short. That's why things keep not working in your favor. Cause you trying to make your path. You ain't supposed to make your path. Did you not hear what Abaka said? Abaka said that he said what he, what what did you, what did the scripture say? The scripture said, "I know my thoughts concerning you." Abaka already told you don't give up, though you ain't got nothing, though it looks like you lost everything. 
But the scripture said, I know my thoughts concerning you. Thoughts are good and not evil. Thoughts to bring you into a to to a, in a pleasant end, to an abundant end. Uh huh. Bring you to a successful end. God wants to bring you to a successful end. He already planned your end. He already knows the end of the story. He wants to bring you to an abundant end. Make known the path of life. He will fill you with joy. Uh-huh. You will be filled with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at his right hand. In God's presence, in his presence is joy. God wants you happy. God wants you happy. He's tired of you being sad. Time he give you joy, something come along and steal it. Isaiah 61 and 10, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoice in my God. For he has clothed me with, with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorned his head like a priest, as a bride adorned herself with her joy. Look what God done for us, y'all. If nothing else, Look what he done. He gave you salvation. He saved you from the club. He saved you from that alcohol. If you were saved out in the world, the drugs would have killed you. That alcohol would have killed you. That club would have killed you. The things that you would own after while you were at the club, the people that you were hanging would have killed you. But God saved you. He gave you righteousness. He gave you salvation. He gave you the right to the true life, to be called sons and daughters. Ain't that enough to be full of joy? Ain't that enough? See, one of the disciples came and called happy because they had went out and cast out demons. Jesus had gave them the authority and go out and cast out demons and go out and pray for the sick and all that. I think that they go like about 40 days. And when they came back, they came back talking about how did the demons left out the people screaming. And they were so excited. They had that power to cast out demons. But Jesus said, rejoice not that you have power to cast out demons, but rejoice because your name been written in the Lamb Book of Life. I come out of encourage them. I don't get caught up in your gift. Don't get caught up in your talent. Don't get caught up in your anointing. Don't don't get caught up in the ability to speak well. Uh-huh. Your escalate. Don't get caught up in that. Because that's not going to carry you to heaven. Salvation is going to take you to heaven. Rejoice that you've been born again. Rejoice that you've been you've been bought with a prize. Rejoice that you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, rejoice because you have been adopted into the royal family and be called sons and daughters and be proud to call him our father and he proud to call us son. Oh, my God, my God. Third Peter 1, 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though, though you not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with expressionable and glorious joy. Joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith the salvation of your soul. What are you trying to say? We've never seen Jesus, but I got joy that he, he's up there in heaven. I ain't never seen Jesus, but I know he is up there. Because he's the only one who could have changed me. He could have only one who gave me this new new life. He could have only one that make me feel like I feel now. Huh? He's the only one that could have created in me what been created in me. Oh, yeah, he's up there. He told Peter, he told, he told Thomas, Thomas, you believe because you see. But blessed is the day that believe and don't see. I ain't never seen the Lord, but full of with joy I believe. With joy I'm happy. Bread Peter eighty nine or John sixteen and twenty four until now. 
you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Listen, who's going to get joy from every answer, unanswered prayer? Don't let Satan see you and make you think, God, I want you to go live an unanswered prayer like that. I love the Lord even though he don't answer my prayer. That is true. That's all right. I do too, but I want my prayers there. Because he told me he would answer my prayer. He promised me he would answer my prayer. Because he told me, ask and it shall be given. Seek it, I shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. He that ask and receive it, he that seek and find it, he that knock, the door shall be open. So why should I sit here talking about I don't, I'm going to love the Lord anyway if he don't answer my prayer when the Lord done told me he's going to answer my prayer? He promised me that he would answer my prayer. So that gives me joy when he answers my prayer. He talking about, oh, I just do it, and I ain't looking for nothing in return. It ain't got nothing to do with what you're looking for. God promised you if you serve him, he's going to bless you. He wants you to have joy. He wants your joy to be complete. He don't want you to have a little joy. He wants you to have a lot of joy. He said joy unspeakable. This joy is so great that no matter what happened to you, no matter what come in your life, this joy will wash it away. This joy will take hold of it and destroy it. John 15 and 11. I have told you this so that your joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus had told his disciples some stuff, and he said, but I told you this, that your joy will remain in you. See, when people get through lying on you, your joy ought to remain in you. When people get through talking about you, your joy ought to remain on you. When people hang your name on the signboard, your joy ought to remain in you. You go to your job and they tell you you fired now or you ain't got no more job, your joy, you, your joy should remain in you. If your joy be left here at that job because you lost that job, then that job might have been your joy. See, sometimes God will take things away from us. Sometimes God will test us. Sometimes God will see, is our joy in our job or is our joy in him? Is our joy in our husband, our wife, or is our joy in him? Is our joy in our children, our joy in him? Uh-huh. You know, sometimes God will let them little sweet things, them little, 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 them little, them little uh, 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 raises, them little plums, them little, Honor bury that, round about that table that you love so much that you wouldn't think that would, would say this or say that. Sometimes God will allow them to, 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 to hurt your heart, to let you know that he's the one. He's the one, not them. He's the one that you should have joy in. Not in all your children, not all in your husband and your wife, not in your job and your friends. Sometimes you'll let your friend hurt your feelings so you would know to her, I didn't think she would do that. God said, yes, because you loved her and had more joy for her than you did for me. You left. You laugh with her, but you ain't laugh with me. You rejoice with her, but you ain't rejoice with me. You laugh with her the other day that you fell out on the floor. You almost passed out laughing. But one time, when, when have you passed out uh, with me, said the Lord? When, when have you been so happy with me in the spirit, so happy with me in church? You go to church and you fall asleep. Some of us fall asleep before service is over with and don't even know what went on in the service. We don't, we don't, we don't pay no no, no time in the service enough to get no joy. And God said, you, you give all your joy to the world. You give all the joy to the material things you do. And, and, then, and, then, and then you give me that leftover. Huh? Hello? God wants you to let his joy remain in you. You hear me? Let it remain in you. Amen. This is getting good to me, getting good to me, getting good to me. Let it go a little further because it's getting good. Second Corinthians 12 and 10. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in, in, in insults and hardship and persecution 
and and difficulties. But when I'm weak, then am I strong? See, that's what you can say when you got joy. When you got joy, you can say that. See, because God wants her to quit letting our circumstances feel our joy. It's, it's sending out a signal that if you lose your joy because something happened, it, it, that you might need to get some more joy. Now, he said you ain't got none. It just you ain't got enough. You need to get some more steadfast, stronger joy, spiritual joy. Not worldly joy, but spiritual joy. The writer says, for Christ's sake, listen, you're doing this because you're representing the Lord. You're doing this because you're his ambassador. You're an example for him. You're a vessel for him. And people are watching you when they see you. And when, when you do wrong, when you blaspheme, when you come short of God, do they blaspheme God because of you? We know we should not live so that people will blaspheme God and speak ugly to God because we came short of his glory. Huh? Keep that joy. When you walk out that door, put joy on your face. And if people pass by you and you look like you you you, you don't lost, lost everything you got, you keep that joy. Put a smile on your face. Speak to somebody when you pass. Say hello, how you doing? Make the devil lie. You like the woman across the street who who the neighbor kept picking at her. The neighbor kept picking at her because she knew she was a Christian, and she kept picking at her. And, and, and talking about what your God, she knew the lady was going through. Talking about your God going to do this and your God going to do that. So the lady was out on the day on the, on the porch, on her porch, praying one day for her grocery had got low. She was praying for God to, 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 to you know, to give her some groceries. She didn't know the neighbor would listen. She didn't go out there for a show, but that's where she goes and pray. But the neighbor heard her. So the neighbor went to the store and bought her $150 worth of groceries and, and went over there and slipped and put it on her porch and then went back and sat on her porch and see how the lady going to act. So the lady comes out the house. She goes out there and gets the groceries with joy, tears in her eyes, blessing the Lord, and, and so happy, and said, oh, God, I thank you for this groceries. You're so mighty. You're so opposite. Who is laughing to the Lord? And the neighbor went laughing. They were talking about, God didn't put that, that gross on your on, on your porch. I put that gross on your porch. And then the lady said, God, I thank you. I praise you. I, re, I, I rejoice, and I give you praise for using the devil to bring me some groceries. It don't matter how it come, baby. If God bring it, you rejoice. Don't let the devil steal your joy. The lady thought she was doing something other because she said, I bought that grocery. God didn't do it. She said, thank you, God, for letting the devil bring me some grocery. Hey, sometimes God will use the devil. He said he he, he said he heap up for the rich, for the wicked and gives you the righteous. Didn't he say that? Amen. Psalm 15 and 23. Go with me, so I'm excited about this. This is coming to a close, y'all, but it is all good. Psalm 15 and 23. A person finds joy in giving and apply, and how good it is, a timely word. If you want joy, more joy, learn how to give. Quit being so stingy. So you, I pay my tithe. That's all the Lord requires. But your attitude is wrong in the first place. God's been good to you. He brought you from a long way. You got thousands and thousands and ten thousand dollars in the bank. Some of you wealthy. Some of you living in a and, and quarter of a million dollar home. Some of you living in a half a million dollar home. Some of you living in a million dollar home. Some of you got drive a hundred thousand dollar car. You know, I pay my tithe. It's all God asked for. Do you not know God asked for more than that? Because God been good to you. He brought you from a long way. If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, if it had not been God who made you rich, God made you wealthy. Huh? God brought you into a wealthy place. It was God that did it. The Bible says not only your tithe, but offerings too. 
And not only that, you should give out of compassion. But the Bible says if you see your brother in need and close your heart of compassion, I dwell the love of God in you. You want more joy? The, the, the Bible says it's better to give than receive. You get joy when you give. And don't give for, for somebody to say, look what you did. Give it privately. Give it secretly. Give it and don't tell nobody that you did it. Now the current to you, God will blow your mind. God will fill you with joy. You, you will be amazed of. Romans 12 and 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Find you somebody who got joy in them and rejoice with them, laugh with them. Go find you a friend that got joy and laugh with them. Romans 15 and 13, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your company be refreshed. Paul was talking to the Romans. He said that I might come to you with joy. I don't want to come to you sad and get there and find out you not living that Christian life, you're living slanderous. He said, Paul said, I got joy for you. And when I come, I want to come with joy. Psalm 119, 111, your status, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to close out with this one. Psalm 119 and 111, your stature are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. This is where joy truly coming from, is the God word. Make God's word part of your life. Be proud of God's word. Uh, respect God's word. Allow God's word to change you. And if you do, it'll bring you joy. I didn't know there was such joy as this. I thought smoking marijuana was joy. I thought running them needles up my vein was joy. And I've been to cloud nine. But, honey, I didn't know there was a cloud beyond that cloud. God takes you to a cloud of hundred, a hundred and ten. Honey, the joy God gave me is it, it greater than any marijuana. With the joy I got, I can't go back. This joy is far greater. I didn't know that you could feel like this. I didn't know that a person could feel this way without doing drugs, without doing alcohol without running needles up your veins. And when I ran them needles up my vein with that cocaine, I'm going to tell you what, it was another world. I did not know, but God didn't let me get hooked. Do you not know that? God wouldn't let me get hooked. See, God knew that I would be an addict. He knew if I got hooked, I'd be an addict. And you know what? God took the effect out of it. He let it make me feel good. Oh, he let it make me feel good, but he let it hook me. He, he, I didn't get hooked on it. That's what God will do for you because he had a greater joy for me than that joy. So we certainly thank God because he's just good right by himself. Precious Father, we thank you for talking about joy this evening. And God, I hope that somebody was blessed by this message. You said your word would not go out and come back void, but it would accomplish what you sent it out to do. And I pray, God, that from the top to the bottom, from the apostle to the least one in the kingdom. For you say the least is as greater as John the Baptist. So the least is as greater as the apostle. You have no respect of a person. This message was not for no respect of a person, of one individual. This message was for to me, God, who, who spoke it, and everybody else that is listening. And I pray that it don't fall on deaf ears. That I pray that this message is even do not offend nobody, but rather can Convict somebody and cause them to see themselves, and that they and that they will apply. Oh, I feel your anointing, God, and that they will apply. Somebody getting joy right now. Shata, Somebody, 
bo 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 say somebody getting joy right now said the lord god is storing somebody joy god ain't putting some brokenness i feel an anointing running all over me somebody ah ta ba 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 say somebody my god i i hope you call me this thing is awesome i feel this thing ain't got time to talk about it but hallelujah call me call me call me call me call me amen my god Six five eight five two zero six six five eight five two nine one zero area code. Call me and tell me about that joy you just received. Somebody receiving a supernatural joy. Somebody receiving a joy in their marriage. So, so a husband and wife receiving a joy in their marriage. In the name of Philip, oh, a, a, a special anointing. God said a special anointing, restoration joy in the marriage. God is bringing the marriage back together. God is bringing, God is putting the former thing behind, and God is putting broken pieces back together. Somebody fit get some joy with their children. Your child fit to call you. Call me. Tell me about it. Your child fit to call you. This child that ain't spoken in a long time. This child that will mean to you, reject you, said they ain't going to never speak to you no more. Uh, honey, get your joy back. Don't worry about it. See what happened? You've been worried about it so but that God can't fix it. Don't worry about it no more. Don't let them make you lose no more sleep. It ain't nothing that you did. You did the best you know how, but the devil got in it. So you don't worry about it no more. You put your trust in the Lord, and God going to give you back your joy. God restored joy all over the radio world, God. Every listener, everybody that didn't listen to me, God, or every country, every state, every city, every town, every ear that this word fall upon, restore God, restore supernatural joy. You say, this joy, the world can't take it away. Do it. God, do it in thy name shall be praised. The glory, the honor shall be thine. God, touch the apostle, Margie, God. Touch your God for allowing me and many others, God, to come on the radio station, God, to be able to share. I could not do this if you had not used her, if you had not opened up the door for her, for her to open up the door for me. I could not be ministered this afternoon. So I counted the privilege. I counted the honor. Bless her, God. See her through all her situations in the name of Jesus. I bind up the hand of the enemy that come against her in any way, God. All her enemy, all her outlaws, all, all, all her foes, all those that desire to jealous of her, desire to, that she go down, desire she be destroyed, desire she not be the woman of God you call her to be. I bind them up now in the name of Jesus, and I come against them, God. And all the forces of darkness, you bless this station, bless her minutes, let it expand, even grow. Even though it looks like it's big, even make it grow. A seedling abundantly above what she can ask for things. Do it for her, Lord. Heal her from all minds of sickness and disease. Strengthen her body, God. Strengthen her mind. Strengthen her spirit, Lord. Do it for her in the name of Jesus. And all the glory, honor, and the praise shall be thine. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I say again to the radio world, God your joy. Don't let that devil take your joy no more. Make it up in your mind that when this radio broadcast is over, you're going to put a lid on your joy. Somebody may call you. Somebody may try to get on the Internet, Facebook, say something. God, your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. So instead of complaining, I learned how to lift them hands, look up toward heaven, and say, thank you all.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.